0: Welcome to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you.
1: I'm Joanna shaw I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It!, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout.
0: And before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Also you should like our Facebook page, because um, we want to be able to um, hear what you want to hear from us, and Facebook is a great way to send us listener questions or topics you want us to cover, Um, and it's also a great way for you to hear from us when you're not listening to the podcast. We post um, once a day, every day, during the week about whatever we're talking about on the show, Um, if we talk about, like... Resources in the show, we often post them on our Facebook page. It's just a fun uh, fun little world to hang out in. So like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Just One More Podcast. Join the conversation. I feel like that's what like NPR shows always say when they try to get yeah. you to like their Facebook page. Join the conversation.
1: Yeah, and I feel like you're... I mean, if you guys do comment on our Facebook page, Joanna's response time is like 0.5 seconds.
0: Daphne's saying this because it sometimes takes me hours to return her texts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Just kidding. The worst. No. Just kidding. It is, it, I, I've actually never noticed that. I have, I have never been aware.
0: Of... Well, I'm sorry I mentioned it. <laughs> Anywho, uh, today we are talking about breaking your food habits. Um, so first of all, I want to say having eating habits is normal. Like everyone has eating habits because we all eat food. And so we are habitual about it because it's a thing we do every day. So having food habits is not bad. It's totally normal. Some of them are even good habits, like the habit of um, like eating vegetables with every meal or something like that. Um, but if we're being honest, most of us also have food habits that are like, I'm sticking food in my food hole because mm-hmm. it's pretzel time, and uh, I just eat pretzels at this time because it's pretzel time. And so we're going to talk, today about how we, like, how we form food habits and which ones we might want to think about breaking, and if we're interested in doing that, how to do it in a healthy, sustainable way and not in a
1: a deprivation, diet-y way. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'm going to say is, um, we've said this before, willpower does not exist. Uh, (laughs) Like, the... The caveman was not existing in a world where he was like, Oh, I can't have that, and I can't eat this. I'm so bad. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roar, yeah. Mastodon. I'm so bad. Like, I'm so, like devils, you know, like little devil horns. <laughs> like, oh, I'm being so indulgent right now. Caveman was not thinking about this. And um, it's so. My, my goal is so pretty much every time I meet with a new client, I absolutely do a full intake in the sense that. I go over some food logs, I go over, um, and this is with personal training or nutrition counseling, uh, when it comes to food, I'll, I'll do some, I'll, I'll take a look at a food log, I'll, I'll take a look at maybe two weekdays and one weekend, or I'll take a look at two weekdays and one travel day if, if they travel a lot, but I always ask them, I sit across from them or I'll stand across from them, whether or not it's like in a personal training session or a coaching session. And I ask them, I, I say, you tell me, what do you think your negative food tendencies are? And people just open up. People just open up because it's, yeah, they'll, they'll give me food logs. And I, I do feel like for the most part, um, food logs are pretty truthful. I, I hope I make people feel like it's, you know, in a place of complete Judgment free zone. Also,
0: they're paying you, so yeah, so they why shouldn't they? be lying to you. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell myself anytime I feel like cheating on my food log. Is like I'm yeah. paying Daphne to read right. this. It should have the actual information
1: on it. Very true, right? People, people need help. Um, <laughs> that was a weird sentence. Yeah, just, people need help. Just all people, everyone. We do. Everyone needs help in life. That's the point of the show. Um, so exactly, and uh, it's it's really incredible how people. Open up right away. And um, so some habits or some things that people struggle with, um, eating more at night, uh, eating more after dinner, uh, having to eat even when they're or feeling like they need to eat even when they're not hungry because of boredom at work, um, eating kind of throughout the entire day and never really letting their body have any time to not be without it always having to have maybe a glass of wine before bed, always having to have maybe dessert before bed, Um, maybe having to have a sweet treat every single day at the same time on the nose, Um, and uh, maybe eating too fast, eating in the car, Uh, eating while watching TV, Um, uh, making choices that are, you know, maybe always picking something like, Sugary for, for breakfast and not getting enough protein for breakfast. Uh, so, there are so many different habits out there. And the thing with these habits is going back to what I just said about like willpower and not existing, there is some control we have over this in the sense that um, yes, we can always make choices. But what I do have to say is the, the human brain is a very powerful powerful thing. And when the brain gets used to something or when it gets addicted to something or when it's craving something, we almost have to rework our entire systems physically, but also mentally and emotionally. It's like we have to do little hacks to reset the brain to not always have to do those things that we are used to doing. Example, having the 4 p.m., Donut, um, having a glass of wine every single night before bed. Um, and these are just examples. These are just very arbitrary examples. Arbitrary examples, but also I think very common examples. Um, and we have to work on the brain first. Work on the brain first, and then you'll realize that your brain is powerful. And then if we are able to rework the brain, oftentimes we're able to adjust these habits. And that's how we are able to ultimately make our lives a little bit a
0: little bit healthier. Totally. An okay. interesting thing about the way you just described getting that information from clients is I can imagine um, that a lot of clients, the first thing they bring up is something they feel a lot of guilt about. Totally. And in some ways, that is the most damaging thing about food habits is the guilt we have associated with them, mm-hmm. that the guilt about them almost becomes part of the habit. Yeah. That oh, it's like, sure. I eat this, you know, I have my 4 p.m. donut and then I feel guilty about it and then I go back to my office and I finish my day. Mm -hmm. And um, really, like, yes, there are, you know, health benefits to um, changing many of these habits, but maybe the biggest one is getting yourself out of the habit of feeling bad about yourself once a day Mm -hmm. at the same time.
1: Exactly. They all go hand in hand, don't they? Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um... In thinking about, well, first of all, I was going to name a bunch of food habits, but you named nearly all of the ones Did I, I, I <laughs> thought of. Um, the other one that I was going to mention is um, a caffeine habit. Oh yeah. Um, specifically, like I, you know, I have to have a coffee at three o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. or I can't like function for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. That well, was the only people, one.
1: And then artificial sweetener.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some people have, have, to have my diet coke.
1: Yeah, some people always have to have their diet coke, and then. Um, yeah, so I was—I would say that these are some of the—we definitely touched on some of the main.
0: Yeah, it's things. almost like you do this for a job and hear a lot of people's food habits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my list was unnecessary.
0: Um, but in talking about, like, like how, how do we get here? How did, how do we form these habits? Like, what's happening when we're
1: doing these things? And they stem from lifestyle. That's the first key. Um, I can even go as deep as to say some of them stem from childhood. Um, some eating habits stem from, uh, our environment. So the people we live with, uh, spouses, significant others, family members that we live with. I um, have heard my habits totally change whenever I go home. Um, I have
0: heard that, um, when women and men move in together, women's health tends to get worse and men's Mm -hmm. health tends to get better because of those like habits and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, hashtag not all men, but, uh, you know. I have lived with some men and I understand where that's coming mm-hmm. from.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, to be
0: clear, one is my husband, the other was my roommate. I'm not like a serial
1: like grifter who moves in with men. I know the way you worded that sentence. I don't know, Daphne. The point is all those men that you all those men that you have lived with and sponged with off of. I'd be so much richer if I were an effective
0: grifter. Anyway, we've gotten off topic. So the people we live with
1: so um, it has to do with the people you live with. It has to do with environmental. It has to do with lifestyle. Um, say you have just a very set routine, and it involves breakfast, work, snack, lunch, work, snack, dinner, <laughs> you know, wine, and that's your day. You know, routine is routine plays a really big part in habit. Um, also, uh, addiction. Like, And I don't mean to get like super heavy, but I, d- I just meant like food addictions. So there's like sugar addictions, Diet Coke addictions, caffeine addictions. Um, uh, when the brain gets addicted to something, it's, it's, it takes a while to come off of it and to realize that you don't actually need it and then to get rid of it, get your brain off of the addicted part of it, but then also emotionally to not miss it even when you are no longer as addicted to it. So um, that's really how habits form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, habits form, and it's, it's so possible to, to change them, though.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to talk about some of the reasons you might want to change your food habits, certain food habits, that aren't like, you're a gross, bad person. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that is often where we're like, I need to change everything about myself because I'm a gross, bad person.
1: Yeah, you're not a gross bad person. You're not a gross bad person. You are an amazing person, and um, so some of the reasons. I actually want to talk about some non-weight related reasons, like some non, uh, non, um, like let's just put aesthetics aside. So okay, yeah, maybe if weight loss is a goal, which I know for a lot of people, it is. Like I said, people don't really see me just because they want to hang out with me for an hour, (laughs) you know. People don't have to pay me <laughs> to do that. Um, but when people do need you know, serious um, help, generally it comes from a place of wanting to change from a physical standpoint, but then also wanting to address some stuff emotionally and mentally. Um, so I do want to, of course, talk about that, but here are some reasons to address these habits. Well, first of all, it's if it's a habit that you feel like it is not something that is doing a service to your body and something that is not... Even nourishing you emotionally. So say you do something, say you eat something, say you have a habit of, well let's use this example, Um, having a glass of red wine every single night before you go to bed. Say that you do that and it's your habit and you enjoy it. That is very different from you doing that, not enjoying it, feeling guilty about it, And then also feeling potential negative health issues, like uh, red wine actually affects, alcohol affects quality of sleep very, very negatively. Very, very, very negatively. Um, You might think you're easing off into sleep, but really your quality of sleep is is bad. Um, Because alcohol is
0: sugar. mm -hmm. And so basically what you're doing is being like, here body, here's a dose of sugar, now calm down.
1: Yeah, yeah. So your insulin is spiking, your body is trying to process a toxin. While you sleep, when when you sleep, that's when your body is trying to essentially detoxify itself. And I use detoxify not in that like hoo ha sense of like detox cleanses, but just really in the what the liver is <laughs> meant to do. You know, I can't
0: so. believe how easily the phrase hoo ha just <laughs> came into your just speech. Slid out. I loved it. Was, it. But yeah, if you're not
1: Soon. if you are
0: regularly eating or drinking things and you aren't enjoying it, that
1: you're beating yourself up about it. Yeah, and, yeah,
0: or you don't even like the taste of it that much. You're just in the habit of it. Um, that would be a reason you might want to change some habits.
1: Totally, totally.
0: And uh, um, it's affecting your sleep yeah. is, is a, another reason you might want to change some and habits. And
1: like acid reflux is a big thing too. So mm. eating and drinking too close to bedtime and then going and lying down, uh, there are so many negative aspects in the sense that stomach acids are going up your esophagus, um, your body should be resting its digestive system when you go to sleep. So this is just one example so, you know, step one, or, or do you want to break this habit because you just feel emotionally awful about it every time? If you do feel emotionally awful about it, definitely explore why it's making you feel so emotionally negative about it. However, from a health perspective, if you do truly believe it's something that you could benefit from changing, then... Here are some tips and tricks. Wait, I'm not ready for you to fix it yet. I have more problems (laughs) first. Let's talk about more problems. I like talking about problems. (laughs) The
0: the audience is like, no, please fix it. And I'm like, no, more problems first. Let's talk about more problems. Well, the other things I was going to mention are um, if you're not feeling hungry at meals, Mm -hmm. but you're snacking other times, um, that might be a reason that you want to take a look at Changing up some of your food totally. habits. Um, if you're feeling draggy all day, if you feel like you just aren't, ha- you don't have the energy that you want, that might be a sign that some of your food habits aren't helping you. Mm-hmm. Um, those were the ones I wanted to mention.
1: Yeah, lack <laughs> of sleep really affects our ability to um, handle these things. Mm-hmm. So, a uh, lack of sleep affects our ability to handle anything. I'm useless when I don't sleep enough. I am absolutely useless. So like I have no ability to, you know, do anything. So, um, sleeping is very important. So something I I do want to like kind of tangent to, you know, I I really don't like the term willpower because my whole goal is to get people existing in this place where things shouldn't be so hard where it shouldn't be so hard to say no to something, where it shouldn't be so hard to resist something. Um, However, that being said, a little bit of discipline for a short amount of time goes a long way. And what I mean by that is sometimes a little bit of discipline equals freedom. So an example is if it is really hard to not have that glass of red wine that first night. And the second night, it's also really hard but you know that this is something you really want to adjust because maybe <laughs> we're just using the wine as an example i guess it's a good example because maybe you just don't want to be drinking every single night also bear in mind everyone Joanne and i have zero judgment on any wine so right like this, yeah we're literally just using this as an example um but then that third night it gets a little bit easier and then that fourth night maybe it gets a little bit easier And then maybe you get to Friday and you actually feel like you can enjoy your wine without actually having to go totally overboard because you can mindfully savor it. So it's almost like those two to four days of just just making it a little harder, if that can give you kind of emotional liberation for a little bit, um, discipline equals freedom. And I've I've been reading a lot of, um, uh, there's this one, uh, I guess, uh, author and... um, kind of wellness and fitness personality and his name is Jocko Willink and he's on a lot of podcasts and his book is called Discipline Equals Freedom. And so, you know, I've been thinking about that, like kind of gearing up for this habits episode and thinking about my own personal experiences and thinking about what I recommend for my clients. And it's uncomfortable breaking a habit. It's uncomfortable because your brain wants it. Your brain wants it because it's going to feel good for a nanosecond. It's going to feel good for a nanosecond mindlessly eating just chewing it's going to feel soothing like crunching on chips while you're watching something on youtube it's going to feel soothing snacking on popcorn while you're um while you're watching netflix it's going to feel great having that 4 p.m donut and notice like yeah i am going for crunchier like sweeter foods but i don't intend to demonize these foods at all because i think it's very contextual i think food is very contextual there are times when when a donut is just a donut and there are times when a donut is pain and a donut is sadness and a donut is boredom but a donut is a donut don't put this on the donut the donut is innocent um <laughs> but there are times when um but i'm just saying these because these are the foods that people generally gravitate towards when it comes to habits and then uh going back to like the nighttime snacking it's um the brain is just the brain gets used to it so it's hard because you feel a rush you feel a high. The dopamine, the serotonin, the endorphins, these pleasure receptors go crazy in your brain when we do these, when we eat these types of foods, when we drink these types of alcohol. So we're powerless. We're powerless. However, we can work on getting the brain to not be so addicted and to not crave these things quite so badly. One thing
0: that I think is really important in terms of how hard it can be to break habits is that, um, you don't have to go cold Turkey by which yes, I mean, so true. you can replace your habit with another thing that, that is, uh, a, a healthier choice or a more, um, a, a choice that makes you feel more full. Often, um, when we have a food habit, um, It's because we're not giving our bodies what we need at another time. Yeah, like we've talked a lot about how afternoon snacking is often based on the fact that like people aren't eating enough at lunch. Mm -hmm. Like they're hungry. Yeah, Um, they're not having enough protein. Like, um, and so uh, it's easier. Like breaking habits is hard. One thing that's been really helpful for me is not thinking. I don't get to do anything in that circumstance where I would have done that habit, but instead saying like, I'm just not going to do that thing. I can do a different thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so trying to replace the habit I'm trying to break with something that
1: has a similar effect. So one thing that I did, um, I'm very open about how my, my struggle was well eating dinner very late and then always needing to have something afterwards, whether it was, dark chocolate or banana chips or some dried fruit or a couple scoops of, like, cinnamon, raisin, peanut butter. Like, granted, these are all, like, in the broad spectrum, these are kind of almost in, like, a health food category. Totally. Um, You have very annoying vices, Daphne. I know, right, (laughs) right. (laughs) So eating dinner late at night because um, I would get home pretty late while doing some things like reworking my lifestyle so I don't get home as late, which has been... um, what I've been focusing on, that's a completely separate <laughs> separate episode on, you know, creating and manifesting your dream schedule. But, but it uh, is a so good
0: example of how m- many things go into why a habit is happening. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, Daphne doesn't have any willpower, so she's eating banana mm-hmm. chips after dinner. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Daphne's entire life is set up right now so that
1: she eats dinner really late. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so... Everything was, everything was almost pushed later. If, if I felt like everything could happen between the hours of like 5 and 8 p.m. versus like 9 and 12, I, that would be awesome. So things shifted recently in which um, my schedule has completely adjusted. And I know I've always been – I always talk about how I take so much pride in the fact that I don't train mornings anymore. I'm training mornings now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just what the the universe has given me, and I'm so grateful for it, um, for my new schedule. That being said, um, I really did not like feeling the food hangover in the morning. Food hangovers are sometimes for me worse than alcohol hangovers because food hangovers make me feel bad emotionally, and um, I was very aware of this. And my whole life, I've been aware. Anytime I woke up, still feeling full, um, not feeling good uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally. So finishing late at night, eating dinner, maybe around 9.30, close to 10 p.m., and then having to have my kind of thing that I was slightly addicted to. Like, like, like I said, it could have been fruit. It could have been dried fruit. It could have been dark chocolate. It could have been um, anything kind of sweet but in that world. Um, it was hard for me to do that, but I knew if I wanted to maintain this new lifestyle where – where I I, I valued, the, you know, this the, these new morning, you know, appointments I had. And I wanted to be healthy for them. And I knew that that was a non-negotiable. I This is a new chapter of my life in which I will be training these early mornings. I have to change something. I have to change something because I don't want to feel bad in the mornings. Like, that is the worst feeling when you wake up feeling So what did you do? So, well, two things. Starting to rework my schedule so I don't work as late anymore. And, um... Uh, so well, what you were saying about, like, you don't have to eliminate things completely. Like, you don't have to just go completely cold turkey, but you can replace things that will still hit. And I've actually recommended this to you before, um, and you guys might think this is totally crazy, but it, it really works. It, so a couple of things, too, to prevent that dessert from happening and not eating after dinner, um, going for seltzer water that's spiked with lime. And that just kills it. It kills your – it, like, hits something. It's refreshing, and and it just hits the part of your – it's, like, taste buds and everything where you don't need, like, anything too decadent or sugary after that. Um, And then in terms of uh, another thing, too, just essentially brushing your teeth right away this was really hard. And this all started, I mean, I'm sure we're talking like three months ago. It was really hard. The First week was really hard. Um, and then also me starting to eat dinner earlier now, but like really early now, like before my evening commitments um, and giving myself a, a cutoff time, um, which you and I have talked about a whole bunch of times too. And I actually feel like this is something a lot of people struggle with is, is giving yourself a cutoff time at night because really nighttime is when your body should not be um, your body should be resting and detoxifying and not digesting food while you're sleeping. Your body should be, especially if your goal is any type of, of fat loss, is to um, your body to digest its own uh, stuff, to catabolize its own stuff while you sleep. So the first few days were hard, like withdrawal hard, like depression, um, like Angry, kind of you know, not happy at night. Mad, definitely. Mad, yeah. Like feeling like okay, this is requiring some discipline, but I did it, and my entire life has completely changed, and and my entire schedule has completely changed, and what felt like something that was impossible, um, now feels normal. Not to say it's going to be like this every single night, where, and granted, I'm talking more like Monday through Thursday. friday through sunday is very different but but um but yeah so that's kind of an example of replacing things with something else some other tips and tricks um uh joanna and i we have a whole episode on mindless eating or mindful eating and um i would recommend if if you find yourself mindlessly snacking on things when you are reading or, or watching tv um or watching stuff on the laptop doing work um, to almost kind of honor your food and to maybe still have that snack but get rid of get rid of the techn- technological device that might make you consume more of it. Um, if you do find yourself always going for a 4 p.m snack or a 11 p.m snack, This might sound kind of crazy, like for the 4 p.m. snack, go for a walk instead. Replace it with something. I can't tell you how many times when I've been maybe um, like in a lull in my day and feeling kind of emotional and snacky. Like this happens to me during the winter times when kind of the seasonal effectiveness disorder comes in. And then the second I work out, it goes away like immediately. Um, And yeah, I know that sounds... Silly, like replacing a snap craving with exercise, like that's not <laughs> that a is fair. Totally
0: a that's thing, not a
1: fair trade off. Where um, like
0: a magazine says that, and I'm like, you're annoying, right? And right. Then I burn
1: the magazine. Totally, totally. So unfortunately, Joanna can't burn the magazine right now because it's me. <laughs> and um, so then, when it comes to that, what I recommend doing is going for having things in your environment. Because sometimes it's not even about the thing; we just need something. Well, like, that's what I, I was gonna say. Seltzer, you well, know, like, or
0: it might not even be a food. Like one thing I was gonna say about the like four p.m. Uh, like snack at work is often you don't need a snack; you need a break from work.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Um,
0: you know, we've made good choices, which mean we like don't have cigarette breaks anymore, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. Um, but it means that a lot of us like go out for lunch at noon, and then sit at our desk for five hours. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not surprising that you need a break. So we're not saying like exercise instead of eating a snack because then you'll be skinnier. (laughs) But we're saying like you might need to move your body and get away from your desk and the snack is the excuse to do that. It is possible that you might get what you need without the snack if you just let yourself take a break Mm -hmm. from your desk. So that's what it's about. It's not about
1: yeah. And Sometimes it's about boredom. Totally. Yeah. Sometimes it's about boredom and it's about the brain needing some type of freaking stimulus, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, needing some type of a break. And um, I I can say like maybe you need a new job, but (laughs) I know that's not going to apply to everyone. But it is really amazing, though, the food situation in workplaces. I know it can vary. I know some offices don't provide anything. I think some, like, old-school finance firms, they, like, don't give you anything besides maybe, like, coffee or tea. But then you have these, like, tech companies, and you have other companies where it's, like, people are ordering pizza for everyone. There's always cake in the break room. Lucky charms. You know? Everywhere. Like, snacks everywhere. I mean, I've seen some incredible office spaces lately where the snack situation is insanity like it's it's because they never want you to leave or take a break (laughs) exactly that is a thousand percent the case the good thing about this is though oftentimes people do get kind of desensitized if it's always there sometimes the the appeal goes down right um but in terms of breaking these habits kind of the overall thing i want to say is it takes three days to break a habit just try for three days. This, this discipline, if it equals freedom for the rest of your life. Um, it's kind of it's kind of worth it. It's hard though, it's mm-hmm. hard. Um, but the, the benefits far outweigh three days. And, and I don't even want to call it like like resistance or deprivation because we're not talking about that at all because we're not saying you can't have these foods ever again. We're really addressing if there is a habit that you find has a negative impact on your health, Physically, your health emotional, emotionally, and your health mentally. And it's something that you feel in your heart of hearts that you want to address. Um, and like, and we've talked about a lot of habits, but I'm sure there are a ton that we haven't even gotten to. Like, yeah, like the caffeine and the... Well, I'm going like, to do
0: some rapid-fire ones, yeah, so get excited. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> so try it for three days. Um, easiest ways to break a habit are to replace with a better choice put yourself in an environment where you are surrounded by maybe produce instead of uh, like at nighttime, if, if it's uh, easing your way into it, like maybe starting with like switching from dessert to like some type of produce and then to seltzer, you know, like something along those lines. Um, but um, putting yourself in an environment that where these triggers are not surrounding you all the time, which is hard for a lot of work situations, but, um, discipline equals freedom trying for 3 days to break the habit and then go from there and then see how that see how that works totally and here are my normal person
0: tips mm-hmm. in addition to Daphne's expert tips one only pick one thing at a time mm-hmm. like you can only if you're going to be doing something that requires a lot of like discipline and focus it's got to only be one thing you're not going to like Start eating breakfast and stop eating in the afternoon and get rid of your wine habit. And, like, I feel like this is, like, the New Year's resolution approach where you're, like, change my entire life because it's terrible. Um, Instead, pick one thing that you want to work on and just work on that. And my second tip is um, that if it's, especially if it's eating related, make sure that the rest of your eating is, like, on point, that you are eating breakfast that you're not getting some, like, cruddy lunch that has no protein. Make sure that you're, like, powering yourself up because totally. if you're hungry, forget it. Yeah. Like, if you're hungry, your body wants food, and we're telling you all the time, listen to your body. So if you're listening to your body and your body's saying, I'm hungry, then, like, you the last thing we want you to do is to not eat when you're hungry. Um, so if you're trying to break, for example, an afternoon snack habit – make sure that you eat a really good lunch like set one yourself has, like,
1: up satiety levels. yes yeah, that
0: maybe a little bit of a bigger lunch than usual like set yourself up for success so that at four o'clock you can tell am I hungry or am I bored and make you know make the choice based on what's actually happening to you. So okay, rapid fire habits mm-hmm. and some ideas. Yeah. all right if I'm in the habit of not eating breakfast,
1: Uh, If you are in the habit of not eating breakfast and we need to get nutrient-dense foods into your system right away, and a lot of people will do, like, pastries for breakfast right away, um, which spikes insulin a little too quickly. Um, So if you are not in the habit of eating breakfast, two things. Get yourself to a point where you're hungry to eat breakfast. So that might mean stopping your... (laughs) This kind of tangents back to not eating so late the night before so that you actually are hungry for eating breakfast. And... Pick something that has protein, but also sounds delicious. So, if hard-boiled eggs do not sound appetizing to you, because pretty much unless I, I love hard-boiled eggs, but that's definitely one of those foods where if I'm not hungry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like snack. I, I like, you know, it's not one of those like treat type foods. Um, but go going for things like full-fat yogurt, um, yogurt that does not have any added sugars to it, and maybe preparing your eggs in a delicious way and having fat. We need fat. I cannot stress this enough. So many food habits can be broken if we just get enough fat into our diets. So, protein and fat for breakfast. Um,
0: What about um, if we munch at our desk all day? I have one thought on this, Mm -hmm. which is that I got a cup that I really like that has, it's like a plastic insulated cup with a top and it has a little plastic straw. And I... Love drinking out of that thing. Yes. I love drinking out of straws. So uh, because I was deprived as a child, so it's my only joy. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so I like I put seltzer in that and just like drink seltzer all day at yep. my desk, and that sort of um, like feeds that sort of like mindless thing. But instead of um, ingesting a bunch of food that I'm not hungry for and will just feel guilty about later,
1: I'm hydrating. Yeah, exactly. So when you find yourself mindlessly eating at your desk um also mindlessly eating while you're in front of your computer um uh, first of all hydration is key hydration throw in lemon and lime water and you're gold because that still hits a part of your brain that actually hits a satiety level and my next recommendation for that is if the office has any type of cafeteria or only limit eating to that place uh, instead of so you can also try making the desk like a Maybe a no snack, no eating zone. Like all meals and all snacks have to be had um, outside of the desk in the cafe area or in a common area. Also, that gets you up. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, what about?
0: Um, I was thinking about like if you're trying to cut back on your caffeine because you're uh, feel like you're depending too much on coffee. Um, one easy way to start doing that is like throw in a cup of decaf.
1: Yeah. So if you absolutely, so switch to decaf coffee, I find I fully I personally do not drink caffeine past 11am, maybe maybe noon, um, because I have become more sensitive to it as the years have progressed. Some people can go up until 2pm, some people can go up until four, some people can literally have a cup of coffee at 6pm to get them through like two more hours of work and they sleep just fine. That's not the case for most people. Some people don't even realize that the caffeine is what's keeping them up. So my recommendations are to switch to decaf um, because then you'll still get your, your that coffee flavor. Because oftentimes it's like that coffee flavor too that people love. Um, I know for me that's definitely it. it. It I love coffee. I find it very nourishing, uh, very comforting, and um, I I love emotionally it. <laughs> nourishing emotionally <laughs> nourishing, um, but also staying hydrated and then replacing like a 4 p.m. cup of coffee with potentially like some decaffeinated tea or maybe like a light caffeinated tea like a green tea where the caffeine spike is not so high totally mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you have to
0: sit at your desk staring at your empty mug because that's
1: just yeah. sad mm-hmm. that's uh, like um what's the 40 days of deprivation that <laughs> lent oh my god <laughs> daphne <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right oh,
1: that's lent style yeah uh, if you're because i know some people have definitely given up um full-blown coffee for lent and i'm like huh, I'm not doing it <laughs> but, but, okay.
0: well i'm gonna do a little takeaway here mm-hmm. um so we're talking about breaking food habits we're not talking about it because your food habits make you a bad person we're talking about it because sometimes your food habits make you sad and we don't want you to be sad So if you have a food habit that you want to break because you feel guilty about it or you want to make a more healthful choice or whatever it is, the first thing to do is um, notice what what is happening and why you don't like it. Are you not enjoying your food? Are you not hungry at meals? Are you sleeping poorly? Are you feeling guilty? Are you feeling draggy, stressed, whatever it is? Um, And then once you sort of have some idea of like, what your habit is and why it might be happening. Pick one, just one at a time. Um, and then uh, Daphne says it takes three days to break a habit, so we have to have some discipline in like getting past that sort of initial period of doing something different, but it doesn't mean you have to go cold turkey. You can replace that habit with something else that might give you the same boost. So for example, um, going for a walk in the afternoon instead of having a snack if you're not hungry. Um, having decaf instead of full calf coffee if you're just, you know, need sort of a flavor boost, um, having seltzer after dinner instead of having dessert because you just sort of want something else uh, that's like fun for your mouth. Um, but um, try it for three days and uh, it will start getting easier and once it get easier, you will be
1: free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least more free. More free. Yeah, because oftentimes the brain just needs to be released of the addiction, um, and then once that's the case, then most most of the time you won't even miss it, um, and 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 it can be very liberating. Totally. Also, I do feel like
0: I have to say um, we are not equating addiction to food to like addiction right. to drugs or yes. alcohol um that is a, a very serious <laughs> it's not issue that forte. isn't just like yeah. a, just don't do it for yeah. three days and you'll be fine right. Uh, right. we understand that those things are different we're absolutely we're using the similar word because it's uh useful in describing the feeling of wanting a thing <laughs> we understand that they're different they require different amounts of help uh anyway uh cool well thanks for the help Daphne for sure Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw-Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes and help subscribing, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at just one more pod on Facebook at facebook.com slash just one more podcast, or you can email us at info at just one more podcast.com. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week.